The views and opinions expressed in the following episodes are those of the individuals and are not meant to insult or offend anyone. Jeez, dark and gloomy much? Are you trying to be an edgelord? Well, then how should I put it then? I don't know. How about... We come in peace. We mean no harm. We may spoil some things. We may swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So listener discretion is advised. And I'm your co-host, Owen. And today our episode is about, um... Spin-offs! Yeah, 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 kind of, yeah. Getting all, uh, twisty-turvy in her here. You're twisty-turvy. Well, I'm twisted, you know. <laughs> Just like Twisted Sister. I'm not gonna take it, no! We ain't gonna take it anymore. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> enough of that, uh little rendition of ours. <laughs> I tried to make it a little bit of a parody and, uh, you know, hopefully this won't get in trouble. <laughs> okay, uh, so to start off, a uh, big shout out to our friend Black White Check for intro and outro. Check out their uh, music and artwork at blackwhitecheck.com. Yep. And, or on Twitch. Oh, yes, and they are doing Twitch. Uh, is it just uh, Black, Black White, White Check? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so a little bit of housekeeping at the beginning. Yep. We wanted to wish our friend Karen, Karen Wickiam over at uh, STAT, uh, Shocking Traumas and Treatments, mm-hmm. all the best. Her and her wife, Mary. Um, Karen's taking a little time off till the beginning of the new year. And so we hope the best for her. Absolutely. Uh, also, we're sorry we didn't get our episodes out quite the way we were planning on this week. We kind of hoped for Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe, or Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, but Sunday is still technically the end of the week to some people, including us. Yes. <laughs> so is technically... It, it is a weekend. Yes. So technically, you are getting three episodes this week, if you count today as this week. If you count it as next week, uh, whoops. <laughs> well, I mean, there are some people that, you know, uh, I'm. Uh, you know what, I'm going to... Stop that train of thought right here and now. Um, also, yes. after today's episode, we are taking a hiatus. Yes, so this is the end of our season two? Yeah. In a way, yeah. Yeah, we're going to end season two with this one. And then we're going to come back at the beginning of spoopy season. Ooh, going to be all spoopy. Yes, that is the plan, to come back at the beginning of spoopy season. With season three, because I started school on Friday. Yay! Yay! Weird to start school on a Friday, but... Yeah, well, at least I'm not like the youngins who are starting school on the 31st. Haha, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> <laughs> Schools just couldn't wait till the big first day of September. They had to make it the 31st, 31st of August. <laughs> Poor little bastards. Right. So, um, but yeah, I just, I want to try and get accustomed. We might even end up switching what day we're releasing. Yeah. Um, But we'll try and put something out a little bit before 
um, October to kind of keep you guys in the loop and let you know whether it's an episode, like a recording that we put out or if we just put it on our Facebook page. But we'll let you guys know either way kind of what's going on and keep you in the loop. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a little bit of a roller coaster and whatnot, but we'll get it all worked out and be back to something of a regular programming type thing. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for October. So, yeah. But thank you guys for being awesome. Thanks for being amazing. And I know you guys are our little nerdy community, such a good community that I know you guys will understand me just taking this month to get situated in school because it's been about 20 years since I've been in school. Hasn't been that long, but okay. Whatever, okay. (laughs) You didn't finish school back when you were eight. Hmm, You're funny. Okay. All right. Anyway, moving along. Okay, so let's start off with now. To you, what is a spinoff? What is the like? When someone says, "Hey, the show's a spinoff of something," what does that mean to you? Um. Well, it's where they take characters from the show and kind of make like a different show that's set in the same universe. Um, A good example of that would be like Happy Days and then uh, Charles in Charge. Oh, really? That was? I think. Wasn't Chachi? Hold on. I'm talking way before I was born here. (laughs) Um, Oh, or like Cheers and Frasier. Really? Well, yeah, because Frasier was in Cheers. Oh, I didn't know that. I really didn't watch Cheers that much as a kid. Oh, I love Cheers. That's the place where everyone knew your name. (laughs) (laughs) And they're always glad you came. They were. They were always happy I was there watching them, man. Um, But yeah, um, okay, scratch the happy days and Charles in Charge thing, because that's way before I was born, so I could be misspeaking. But um, um, Cheers and Frasier. Yeah. Or... um, There was a... I love Lucy, and then there was like a spinoff of that or something. Um, yeah. Okay, but no, no, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but it almost, uh, yeah, it's like, see, to me, it almost sounds like you're describing what I'd consider to be a sequel in a way. No, it's a spinoff. It was set in the same universe, but it didn't have the same characters. It would pluck like one character out of the thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're thinking Cheers, yeah, right, Cheers had a it's whole like ensemble cast and you can just call them barflies and like Frasier. I don't think he was, he wasn't in every episode if I remember, but he's in some of them enough that when they did Frasier, you could almost consider that a spinoff because they like plucked him out of cheers and were like, all right, now you get your own show. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a spinoff. Yeah, no, no, that's, uh, yeah. Cause... I don't think I was explaining it correctly, and I was just trying to find examples of it. But the problem is, is, um, well, we have a list of some that are, like, newer to, like, now times. But they used to do spinoffs left, right, and center in the fucking, like, 70s and 80s, man. That was, like, the thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I... Scooby-Doo is a prime example of, like, how many times did they ever, like, reset or reboot the series or whatever? Well, that's a reboot. That's different. Well, okay, yeah, I guess. Uh, that's a bad example. But, you know, there was just a lot of shows where it was like, hey, people liked this concept. Well, let's go with it, but tweak it a bit and see if this uh, people watch it. Mm-hmm. I like how both of us don't really know what a spinoff is. Like, we do, but we don't, and we're explaining it badly. So now the listeners are like, oh, well, these fucking idiots over here <laughs> trying to put a podcast out. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey now, hey now. 
I have never, ever denied being an idiot. No, and I'm going back to school. So until I'm done school and educated, I am fair game to be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're so freaking smart just because you got your grade 12s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so. So, oh, yeah, you go first. Uh, oh, sorry. I was just going to say is like the whole... Uh, what I thought, like, my view of a spinoff was oh, as well. Oh, sorry. Great co-hosting and hosting, you know. You can tell it's this is raw, uncut. This is how awesome we are. Hey, if this was yesterday, when I still had to go to work, I would have been in bed by now sleeping. That's true, that's true. We're doing a little nerdy late at night. Nice. So. Little nerdy late night? Yeah. Except for we're not going to have political satire and everything. We're just actually uh, goofing around. We might just throw around a couple more F-bombs. Yep. And we don't get censored for it. No. Okay. So. Your take on a spinoff. Yeah. So my take of a spinoff is it's the whole, you take a series of a show that people like, but then maybe you take a side character, like someone that came in for like one, maybe two or three episodes, and then... You build a story on that person. It does not take away or add, essentially, to the main plot of the story arc of all the characters, the, mm -hmm. you know, challenges and achievements that those characters have had. Mm -hmm. It's more of a building and expanding upon that is like with or without this being made, the original artwork is not more or like cheapened or uh greater with or without it kind of thing you know i agree with you but i think that can be done with um like a main character vibe too so like no, not necessarily like a main main character but someone who's a regular in a show they can do that with right yeah and stuff and we'll kind of get into that as we go through our list but um because we have some shows on here and some movies and whatever and some mix and matches okay so uh would you like to start this off with uh, anything in particular um sure okay go ahead and pick away because i know there's a few on here that are a little more my wheelhouse so yeah okay so a good example of this would be the mummy oh yeah yeah with uh brendan fraser fraser yes yes brendan fraser uh, you know being the main uh protagonist yeah and it, rachel Weiss was in it yeah she played evie Mm -hmm. And yeah, was like yeah, I think it was in the second movie they were even talked like the whole they were got married and had a kid or something yep. from like between the first and second. Yep. Now kind of left to the whole use your imagination fill that in. Mm -hmm. So uh, sure, a lot of people have probably seen those movies. I, I love the joke about the whole she's trying to slide the bench in front of the doors and he's like, "Honey, they don't use doors," and they come <laughs> barging through the brick walls and the sides, and it's like, yeah, that's a good point, Brent. <laughs> I can't remember what his character's name was, but yeah. Uh, I can't think of it. It's been so long since we've seen the movie, but we know the actor's name, and that's a, that's a step up kind of thing <laughs> for me, because knowing a character's name is usually the thing I do where I don't know the actor's name. So being at the vice versa in the Rick. movie. His name was Rick. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm just saying, the fact that I knew the actor's name is like, that just goes to show how much I like, appreciated that actor for a lot of the things he's done. It's true, because I know my knowledge of actors kind of get, you're like, holy shit. But it's because I worked in a video store for like fucking 14 years, right? But still, it's like when I watch the movie, I'm not like, oh, you know, there's 
uh, Sigourney Weaver or Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise or um, Robin Williams kind of thing. I'm like, oh, it's Genie from Aladdin kind of thing. Well, we right? can't all have a beautiful mind like mine. That's all I can say. <laughs> beautiful in all its crazy, twisted ways. <laughs> and stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> they end up going up against the Scorpion King. Yeah, now, if I remember correctly, this scene was, like, what, like, all of a minute long or two minutes long? It wasn't very long. No. It was at the end of the second one, basically. you. I think you get a little bit of the Scorpion King in the beginning, maybe to, like, set the tone. Yeah. And then you get them at, like, right at kind of the end crescendo of the film, right? Yeah. And stuff. But out of that burst Scorpion King. Yes. And... It was a good movie. I liked The Scorpion King. I'm going to put it this way, okay? Loved the first mummy. Loved the second mummy. Liked Scorpion King. Was saddened by The <laughs> Mummy 3 because Evie wasn't in it. And it just had this weird... Not complete vibe. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't complete. It didn't seem as fun as the first two and whatever. Not that we're talking about the third. I just thought I should mention it to not be an asshole. So, The Scorpion King was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Lots of action. Yeah. I mean, The Rock did what The Rock does. Yeah, and I mean, I love the whole catapult scene, and he goes flying into the ladies' bathing chamber and everything, and uh, the one girl comes out, uh, whew, buck-ass naked and everything, and yeah. it's like, you know you're rich when you're having a bath in the middle of the desert. Oh, Sorry, I was confused. I thought you were going to say when you're having a bath naked. And I'm like, then I guess we're all a little rich, you know? <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> well, you know, in some ways, it's it's a luxury that a lot of people should enjoy more often. It's a nice, relaxing bath to calm the nerves. Mm -hmm. However, I'm just saying is that given how yes, scarce water in is, yeah, yeah, it's like you're having a bath in this nice, clean water and everything. It's like, that's like, you know, the whole... Especially back then. Yeah, so it would be like having a solid gold coffee cup. Like, you know you you rich and you made it if you're using solid gold. Like, not gold-plated. We're talking it's the real McCoy kind of thing. Mm. No, for sure. And stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I would rate, like... Okay, let's go with a one out of five uh, spin factor. I don't know. The yeah. spinoff, so it's like why not how sure. how spinny it is. Okay, so one be one spinoff be or one spinny be is like uh why'd they bother making this? Yeah, it was just a waste of like everyone's time and a five spinny is like this wraps up everything nice and tight. I mean, if we're basing it on that, I would give the Scorpion King a two. It didn't really wrap anything up. No, it didn't. Okay, uh, sorry, I guess uh, saying it wrapping things up or it's like more, okay, okay. Uh, five, a five spinning is like a, you know, you enjoyed the ride. It was okay. a really good ride and glad, glad it, you know. Then I bump it up to a three. Okay. It was good. It Like I said, The Rock did what The Rock does. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I definitely would watch it again. So what about you? What would you give it? Honestly, if it wasn't for The Rock, um, I think think i would just give like it only because it has the rock and it was like such a good action movie mm -hmm. i gotta only give it a two just because 
it kind of didn't really add anything of substantial lore. Yeah, it was like it didn't. It just felt like they were like, "That's a bigger rock movie based in the desert, and he's a badass like uh, it, Scorpion like King a fighter guy. in Egypt kind of thing." Like, yeah, yeah. It's you know what the better spinoff would have been. What's that? If we have a better idea for a spinoff, we're going to get that too for that specific series. Yeah, go ahead. Instead of going into as much of the lore on Emotep yep. and Anox to the Moon in the first one. Yep. It nice pronunciation, been... by the way. I do like Egyptian things. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have actually had an Emotep Anox now I it up. <laughs> you know, you give you give a little bit of credit, and her <laughs> ego swells right up, and her mouth can't work right. <laughs> Anak Cinnamon, um, spinoff. That would have been the movie I would have wanted to see, right? Or maybe instead of it starting off, like how did they come to power? How did they get to know yeah, each like other? what what was their childhood like, kind of leading up, right, and stuff. That would have been pretty freaking cool. Yeah, what caused them to have the ability, like, out of all the people of Egypt and everything, how did they get the Book of Death, which was allowed them to be essentially immortal and everything? Yeah, and, like, don't get me wrong. I get it. Maybe that wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea, especially because I am kind of, like, a history nerd. Mm -hmm. But to me, um, there are, like, obviously the lore around this is, like, Right, like mummies didn't come to life and attack people and stuff. In real Not life. that you've ever seen, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, yeah, Owen here, professional mummy and vampire slayer. <laughs> and on the side, I do werewolves, but generally, I do more of like just catch them, tame them, and send them to circuses. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, but Emil Temp and Anoxuna Moon were actual like historical names. Now, whether they were based on the historical people. I would have to look more into that. But those were historical names. And so it makes you feel like that's real. Where when you see the Scorpion King, I mean, perhaps that's a real legend. Kind of like Egyptian, a Hercules like or Achilles. Yeah, kind of thing. But I just feel like it makes it more real to have seen like that spinoff versus the Scorpion King spinoff, right? That's That's kind of my thinking. So... Anyway. No, that, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, what about you? What's uh, what's one you want to talk about there? Okay, I want to jump in on a series that I have spoken very highly okay. of, despite of the controversies and everything. South Park. Ah. You were probably thinking the other S one. Uh, I was thinking there was a couple I was thinking of, but uh, South Park was not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I'd take you for a little, <laughs> a little spinoff. Yeah, got me. Yeah. Okay. So here's the the whole, you know, like as people have probably seen on like our previous up or heard on our previous episode, not seen. Uh, yeah, we don't do video. <laughs> this girl's got to get in shape before she ever goes on video for you guys. <laughs> I am not saying a word. I know when to shut the F up. Mm-hmm. You're smart. <laughs> uh, okay. So in that whole series like there was many episodes many things that they've done where it's like they've brought a comical way to think about a lot of things in life especially through the eyes of a child now there was the first movie they ever did called south park bigger longer uncut Mm -hmm. 
which of course you know is kind of a penis joke but that's you know their style kind of thing yeah that movie was essentially kind of a throwaway one where it really didn't take away from the series it had all the characters and everything but it didn't um get, it wasn't it, canon yeah like it was it was one of those things where it's like it just was there the, the creators of south park matt stone trey parker they wanted to create a movie with their characters and everything and instead of creating a whole new world and universe and blah 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 they created bigger longer uncut which you know to me i was like i think it was such a great movie and it's was such a like so much production value went into the animation and everything compared to what was at the time out on TV. Mm-hmm. So big. It was like the Simpsons movie. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. It wasn't canon. Nothing great happened in it, but it's Spider there. Pig. Spider Pig. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So that one was just kind of like a non-canon kind of throwaway movie. Yeah. And then their next foray into hope. Well. The next one that I know of is uh, Imagination Land. Now, this is the one where it was a slap in the face. Reason being is because they made it canon and put it into a TV series. I bought the DVD for the hour and a half long thing, and then they just made it a three-parter on the TV show. It was kind of one of those things where I was like, really? I'm sorry. Ah. So it's like I, I could either watch it on the DVD version or the TV series version or whatever, mm-hmm. or I could watch it on just the one episode uh, TV series mm-hmm. or the one episode deep, its own deep movie thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Maybe there's like, you know, there's a special features and whatnot added on there. Mm-hmm. But that was a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. So as far as it goes, bigger, longer, uncut, being the fact that it wasn't something that affected the TV show's story arc in any way after that uh-huh. or the fact that it was just like it used the universe there so it did feel like without it the show would still be what it is without it uh or yeah with it doesn't change it without it doesn't change it but beginning to end funny movie really enjoyed it i would give that like a four out of five bigger longer uncut, you said? yes for bigger longer uncut the imagination land if this had not been like the, the, this is where it's like it's a double-edged sword on this because it was such a good series and it had so many great things in it from the tv show mm-hmm. that unfortunately they can't i feel like they, it was like they couldn't not have it they're like they couldn't have it as a non-canon thing mm-hmm. so i don't blame them for having it in the tv series but the fact that they made a movie about it and like made it sound like oh it's this great thing about a movie and i was like ah oh, you bastards well they probably weren't funny and I think they actually even openly admitted that they would just like to make this movie. They ran out of time for this one TV season that they had. Oh. So they had to throw it in as a way to make up for, you know, production. The episodes yeah, did, yeah, exactly. Like they only have so much time in the year to make these episodes. Yeah. So I don't blame them. I'm just like, ah, come on. Uh-huh. So that one there, storyline wise and everything, that one gets a solid five out of five. But for the fact that it just that one thing where it was like, ah, it had to be turned into like put in the season kind of also made it feel like it deserves a two out of five. So yeah, it's not something where I'm very happy about, but I understand. But have you seen either of those movies? I've seen bigger, 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 longer and uncut. And I'd give that one. Okay. When I saw it at the age, when I saw it, 
Very vulgar? No. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think. Like, okay, so Michelle, when it came out, probably would have given it a four out of five. Yeah. Michelle nowadays, with my sophisticated platter. No, I'm just kidding. But, I don't know, I just, I'd have to see it again, because it's been so long since I've seen it. I'm going to go with, like, eh, I'd probably nowadays give it, like, a two and a half out of five. Sometimes I feel like I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> and unfortunately, I mean, I may have seen Imagination land but like within this season or series and not necessarily as the movie so i don't know if i've seen it so i'm gonna go n slash a as in non-applicable okay however i would like to throw a contender in the ring for a spin-off movie out of the south park universe what's that mr hanky the christmas boo yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a delightful character that it's like just the concept of him sounds repulsive and disgusting, but he definitely makes the show very funny and enjoyable in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And I just I don't know. I've always gotten a kick out of Mr. Hanky the Christmas Blue, so I'd watch his show. So that's my contender for that. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right, may I'm up next again. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. what? Uh, yeah, so which, uh, yeah, you hit me with the dong ding. Um, okay. I got one for you that might seem kind of weird. And I don't know if this, mm, well, we'll hold off if we have time for this one at the end. Actually, I'll do that one at the end. Okay. So I'll move on to, um, The Lion King. Okay. Great movie. One of my favorite all-time Disney movies. I don't know the words. <laughs> uh, I just love that. Nah, the beginning. Mm -hmm. I love the music in The Lion King. Oh, John, amazing job. Um, There's and a the lot others of great songs. On it. Yeah. yeah. And stuff. Um, just can't wait to be king and uh, be prepared. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Absolutely. And then there was Lion King one and a half. Yeah. And then there was Lion King two. Now, okay, can I just say one thing before we get into the whole one and a half part? Yes. When I first heard Lion King one and a half, I thought it was going to be the bridge between the end of one and the beginning of two. That's just when I just heard the name. I mean, that's what it sounds like it would be, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But it's not. It's actually simultaneously while well, one is happening yep one and a half is happening but one and a half is timon and pumbaa's story yes and i love one and a half that movie is hilarious oh yeah it was a great movie like i am not knocking it at all i'm just saying that the title threw me off yeah and stuff um but yeah i i think that it was a film worth making because timon and pumbaa are such important characters in the story plus they're so fun that it just makes sense that you want to see what was happening to them while like the events of one were going on before they find simba and like meet up with him right and stuff so i think so it's one of those ones where even though it, it does use important characters it's not main characters of the movie right but and it's one of those things where it's without it 
the Lion King series wouldn't be cheapened without it, but I really feel like it would, in this case, the series would be so much less without it, like the universe or the... Yeah, like if they had never made it, you'd never know. You'd just go on watching like Lion King 1, 2, and 3 or whatever. Yeah, and it's like, it's one of those things where it doesn't really like, it doesn't fill any pl plot holes in or anything. But now, having seen it, know it, and love it, mm -hmm. it's like, okay. We can't do a Lion King, like, marathon without watching it. It's part of the I think that's lineup. almost considered blasphemous in some uh, households. Right. Yeah. Um, so for Lion King one and a half. Yeah. I would definitely, um, out of five, give it five. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to give it a five, too. Because I just love when Timon was trying to remember the how to say Hakuna Matata. And then Pumbaa's like cooking all this food and everything. And I just love when he was looking at the one bowl of steaming stuff, but it's only just slightly steaming. He goes, this should be hada and da 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 and everything. It sounds so much like Hakuna Matata. And then eventually he says it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Definitely. Definitely the guys that voice uh, Timon and Pumbaa make that movie as well. So. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, uh, I think that's the one where, you know, it just gets a five out of uh, five spinnies from us. Yes. Spin, 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 spin. Five spinnies. Five spinnies. Okay, so that covers... Uh, Lion King. Yes, Lion King. Sorry, I just had a bit of a brain fart there. Um, okay. Oh my god, a bag just fell out of the closet and it scared me. <laughs> I was like, what's making that noise? And you, you're like, oh my god, it's a diamond. We're dying. And then I'm like, no, wait, it's even worse. It's a dinosaur. Because it was the Terrell Museum bag. Oh, nice. <laughs> Dino, or uh, Dino, I thought I told you to stay in the bag until she's up in bed. Jeez. <laughs> you come out and play when she's sleeping. <laughs> exactly. You're going to scare the bejesus at her. You guys play fetch while I'm in bed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that was Lion King. Yeah. Now it's time for me to do another one. I want to talk about the Dragon Ball Z series movie stuff. Okay. Now... I know I showed you all of Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and you were pretty excited about Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. So we watched all of those. We did not watch G uh, GT because that one's been retconned and everything, or, you know, just like it's been like, oh, that, that's not canon anymore. That doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So, okay. In the Dragon Ball Z movies, though, you've got things like uh, the... Broly, Broly Returns, you've got The World's Strongest, The Tree of Might, okay. uh, all of these movies that happen in either Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball G, uh, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball, maybe, I don't know if GT has any, or, I don't know, I, I know Super had one, but that movie was actually considered to be part of the canon lore, but I'm talking the non-canon ones. Okay. They use all of the main characters, but... It is so hard and next to impossible to pinpoint a plot line when they happen because the story arc, as convoluted or as weird as it might be to you, I try to pinpoint when this should be happening based on like what they wear, or how they act, what moves they use. I don't think that's weird. Well, no, I'm just saying. I do the same thing. Yeah, fair enough. We're both weird. <laughs> True. Okay. 
but that's why we suit each other yeah like in that movie the world's strongest when uh, you first learned about gohan goku's kid mm -hmm. and everything you're like who is that and i was like oh right i shouldn't have started you off on these movies these movies are all throwaway stuff <laughs> and they're just spoiled and everything yeah anyways um all of those movies uh take place or in a like it's it's like a parallel universe that honestly they don't matter for nothing because mm -hmm. it's like i i have me and a lot of other fans have tried to figure out when they happen but even the director or the creator of dragon ball z and everything goes yeah these movies are not canon they're just our little fun stories that we wanted to tell and show and everything and it's like hey you know good movie and everything makes zero sense plot line wise but of course that makes sense because you don't even have a plan for these when they take place true 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 so you know it's like there, there's a lot of good ones but mm -hmm. it just kind of feels like because they use the main characters mm -hmm. and they don't really add to the plot or context for the most part it just feels kind of bleh you know if that makes sense yeah i can see why you would feel that way yeah so all said and done i would say that in most part like the one that i remember the most is like the world's strongest because master Ro roshi even had a good little comment about the scientist thinking that master roshi is the most powerful martial artist in the world if my robots can beat him i can conquer the world and of course goku piccolo and everyone else is like uh bitch hold my cape mm -hmm. or uh here Hold my Dragon Balls. I got. I gotta crack some knuckles and crack some skulls. Yeah, for sure. So you know, but Master Roshi was like, "Oh, I like him," because and they're like, "What? You like that evil scientist?" He's like, "Yeah, he thought I was one of the. He thought I was the world's strongest fighter." Mm. I was like, "Yeah, I guess that would boost up your ego a little bit." Mm -hmm. But anyways, uh, all said and done, I can only give them an an honest, true fan uh, appreciation a two out of five spinny for any of the movies that you know happened in the dragon ball or uh, dragon ball z series because they're so not canon and they don't really add to the universe and you know short of having the main characters it just doesn't really flush anything out or add to it hmm. if that makes sense it does but you said as a true fan and now i as a true fan i'm going to well, I mean, okay. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. As a as a fan, like as a fan myself, it's like I appreciate them in a, every regard, but because, again, they don't really expand and build onto the universe. Like it uses the characters that already exist and doesn't really add too many. It maybe adds another villain or two or mm -hmm. yada yada, but it doesn't, you know, progress the like the story or you know, introduce new characters that are good and bad and everything. It's just. Here's new bad guys with the good guys to fight, yada yada, and movie. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, so it's like, I just that, I just feel like personally it's just kind of a, a fun, easy way to make a movie, but it, there could be a lot more room for growth and potential, bringing in new characters and, you know, tell a different story of how a character came to be and what they're doing and what their goals are and what their weaknesses are and yada mm -hmm. yada, stuff like that. That's why I mean, like, as a fan or true fan of those, hey, but as a fan that's just my honest opinion not being like oh my god they're so great because they're dragon ball and dragon ball z they're in five out of five it's like no no i gotta i gotta be honest mm -hmm. uh, i mean anything higher than a 2.5 just feels like i'm just kind of like over over glorifying it mm -hmm. 
What about yourself, though? Because I know, like, you, you've seen them uh, and everything. So was there any, like, scenes you really recall that were really good? Um, okay, I'm going to ask you a dumb question, but I'm going to do it on air. So therefore, everybody will know I'm dumb. Uh, we're all a little dumb some days. You said um, the world's strongest? Yep, the world's strongest. Tree of Might. Um, oh, there's also the, the Dead Zone. Okay. Which one was the one where they fought Majin Buu? Oh, that was the Buu Saga. But that was in the show, right? Yes. Okay, but wasn't there a movie where they like did a tournament or something? <clears throat> oh, you're talking about Jenemba. Yes, sorry, yeah. Okay, so... See, it was kind of a dumb question. <laughs> that was just, that was my favorite movie. Okay, so you're talking about, um... Oh, what was it? Uh, Fusion Reborn, Dragon Ball Z Fusion Reborn. Now, that was a Majin Buu-esque looking thing. It looked like a mixture between Perfect Cell and Majin Buu. Yes. Thank you. And yeah, it was the whole Jenemba. And yeah, Goku and Vegeta fused together and ghosts are coming to Earth and mm -hmm. Goten and uh, Trunks fuse into Gotunks. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Gotanks. Or Gotanks, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good things you can say about it, a lot of bad things you can say about it, whatever. But honestly, all in all... It, that was probably, yeah, one of the better movies. Mm -hmm. um, it used, like, PyCon and other mm -hmm. characters. So, again, not a terrible movie. Did not uh, dis or dislike it. It just, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, it just felt like all they did was introduce new villains. Didn't really mm -hmm. progress the characters that much. Like, it was a pretty yeah. easy thing to do. And, yeah. Yeah. I, um, that was my favorite movie. So, um. As for scenes standing out, meh, it's more just movie that stand out. Like, the other movies were good, too, for sure. But that one was, like, the one I really, really enjoyed and stuff. And overall, I'd give the movies a three and a half out of five spinnies because I quite enjoyed them. Even though they weren't canon, they didn't bring anything to it. They were still fun little, like, side adventures, if you will. Oh, absolutely. So. I'm not saying that they're terrible or bad movies or anything. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying is that all in all, it's just one of those things where it's without them, it doesn't really like it was kind of one of those for me personally. Eh, it just they, it, they didn't live up to an idea of what a spinoff movie should be or could be mm -hmm. kind of thing. So that's why. I'm, but I love the series. I love the characters. So that's why I was like, I gave it a two, two point five, depending on the movie mm -hmm. kind of thing. So that's where that goes for that's personal good. preference. For sure. Okay, so now time for you to pick one on the list. Okay. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> or do you have one in particular in mind? I have one in particular in mind. All right. All right, Nightmare on Elm Street. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. You just hit me with uh, one right out of left field. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like there's one, two, three, four, and five, and then I think maybe six. And seven. Come on, bud. We did a whole episode on Nightmare on Elm Street. Seven's the one where Nancy's playing herself. Like, the Heather Landing Camp is playing herself. And, um... <clears throat> Freddy comes, like, through her son's dream. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, no, sorry. Uh, oh, right now I know what you're talking about. Like, the what would be kind of like a spin-off type thing. Yeah. 
You're talking about uh, Freddy versus Jason? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's okay, because if you didn't get it with Nightmare on Elm Street, I was then going to say Friday the 13th and see if she got it. Yeah, I think at that point there, it's like just, you know, like presenting it on a silver platter and being like, if you don't get this one, I'm hitting you with the brooch on the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Freddy versus Jason was a interesting spinoff, if you will. I don't believe it's canon. Right. Yeah. But it was a very interesting take on two villains going up against each other. Yeah, and I remember when that one came out, the there was a fun little uh, debate thing about this where me and my friends had, where it was like uh, constantly regenerating zombie um, Jason Voorhees. Because that's really what he is. He's undead. Like No matter how much punishment or what you do to him, he mm-hmm. just heals up and goes back to killing people. Right. Uh, so he's a constantly resurrecting and regenerating zombie and then you have um freddy krueger who is essentially a thought form and one thing i know from v from uh, v for vendetta is that i am an idea and ideas are bulletproof it's like yeah like the only way you can kill an idea is if you kill everybody who has the idea and therefore you're never going to kill the idea mm-hmm. supernatural did a take on that yeah but anyway Nah, that could be a topic for another day. Yep. Okay, so you were going to say... Keep going. Oh. Oh, sorry, I thought you had... Uh... I thought you had more to go with your thing. No, no, no. Like I was you just... and your friends were talking about that, and then what? Oh, just the fact that, essentially, it's just the ultimate, like... Uh, See, like, I... hand-slapping each other, like, eh, eh, I smack you, you smack me, kind of thing. Because it's like, no matter what Freddy does to Jason, or Jason does to Freddy... They can neither one of them can die outright. I mean, at least not not to what their abilities. Not that are. we see. Yeah, so it was one of those ones where, and I, this is where I do believe in the Stan Lee point of view is that whenever you have a hero fighting another hero, no matter how, like unless it's like a, like a ridiculous level of strength difference, always leave it in a draw so the mm-hmm. fans can always debate and contemplate who would have won or who should have won. Mm-hmm. Let them be the ones to judge. Mm-hmm. Don't make that call yourself. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, fair enough. And stuff. But I don't know. I really enjoyed Freddy versus Jason. It was a departure. Obviously, I was rooting for Freddy. No offense to our... Uh, Jason fans? Yeah, Jason fans out there and our Friday the 13th fans. Friday the 13th, good movies. You know, for what they are. Yeah, absolutely. As you guys know from our Nightmare on Elm Street uh, episode. episode that we did, I am a huge Nightmare on Elm Street fan. It is my favorite horror movie. And it's because Freddy is a different kind of monster than just another Jason Voorhees or Mike, Michael Myers or, you know. Yeah, or what was the guy from uh, Scream? Ghostface? Ghostface. Yeah. Well, you know. Scream's its weird, own weird enigma, and that's Wes Craven again, so... <laughs> Yeah, we gotta see the new screen too, by the way, that came out. Yeah, anyway. that one looks good. So, sorry. No, you're good. Um, But yeah, I definitely enjoyed this one. Again, I don't think it's canon, and it did take the two main characters, which is a little weird for like a, a spin-off film to have the main characters, but it doesn't add or take away from each, either one of the film franchises, but it just gets to be this fun little like 
you know, duke it out, who's going to win sort of thing. And I kind of love that about it. So um, for spinnies, I think I'd have to give that one a four. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, see, I think just because of the whole thought idea of like, essentially Jason and Freddie would be forever locked in this whole like, Jason swings his machete, Freddy stabs him with his claws. It's like, it just back and forwards with that. I mean, to me, it would be a death match that would be just this whirlwind of deadly weapons swinging around at each other. And any human that was within a hundred kilometer radius is not safe from this battle. And yeah, so I, I would have to give it a three out of five spins. So, you know, it's not that I disliked it or anything. I mean, I enjoyed it more than I disliked it. It's just, again, that one little detail slash preference. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Now, let's talk about a certain series that I think is very close to a lot of people's hearts. Okay. Let's talk about Star Wars. Well, you know, just one of those things where it's like, I definitely feel like this is something where it's a good one to touch on. And not like, okay, so we've done a few episodes on Star Wars and Star Wars related things. Yeah. So what I'm considering the quote unquote spinoffs is um, the Mandalorian, Mm -hmm. the and Star Wars Rebels. Reason being, hear me out, is because these are the true essences of spinoffs. Because they don't take any characters that are main plot characters, or at least not for very long. And I guess you could say Obi-Wan as well. But Obi-Wan... Well, yeah. Obi-Wan has main characters in the left, right, and center. Yeah. It's got Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. True. And Leia. And Luke. Yeah. Ben and Baru. Yeah, like everybody's in, <laughs> in true. Obi-Wan, I so guess, I guess not. Yeah. And then Book of Fett... Well, see, the thing is, Book of Fett is a continuation off of uh, the end of, like, Return of the uh, Return of the Jedi, where we, we see Boba Fett going to the Sarlacc Pit. Yeah. And from there, it shows him, you know, working with the Tusken Raiders. Um, he's uh, doing all kinds of shenanigans out in the desert there. He gets working his own... with Mando. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of potential to go forwards with this series... But they could also just be like, no, no, we did the one book of Boba Fett. We're good. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Now, Spoiler alert, they're doing more. You know, I want to leave that for people that, you know, to look up and have fun with. Bobby! Okay. So we do have a spoiler alert at the beginning. So anyways, <clears throat> The Mandalorian is a prime example as, uh, of like, a lot of people have seen it. A lot of people like me got Disney Plus because of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And throughout all of it, like the first season, I don't think there was a single character that was like main trilogy bring back kind of thing. I don't think so. No, because like it it was like uh, Moff Gideon, uh, the guy that played from like uh, Breaking Bad, you know? Yeah, Yeah, that guy. I know Moff Gideon, yeah. Yeah. no, wait. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm thinking, okay, no. Sorry, I just had a brain fart. I was like, wait, was Moff Gideon the one that was, like, the, that was Commander of the Death Star? No, no, that was Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes. Okay, sorry. Just... And he was back from the 
original. Wasn't he in the original? Too? He was in the original. Yeah. He died in the first movie because the Death Star got exploded. It's Again, exploded. spoiler alert. Also, that came out in the 70s. So if you... I 1977. Mean, most of our listeners are, at least according to our demographics, are our age. So... They've, You've probably seen it. And with how many times we've talked about Star Wars and everything, it's like, I'm sure this is not a spoiler to anybody. No. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, so the Mandalorian brings in uh, Din Djarin. You, we get to meet Grogu, which we only know as Baby Yoda or the child at the time. Um, <clears throat> there's the whole Bounty Hunter Guild, the mm -hmm. Mandalorians that are in hiding. <clears throat> Pelly. Yep, the mechanic Pelly. Mm -hmm. All of these characters, and even seeing the rebellion going, turning into the New Republic. Yeah, all this stuff. So, <clears throat> all said and done, it's one of those examples of this takes place like I think it was like supposed to be five years after the Empire has fallen, or at least five years after the Return of the Jedi movie. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, in that case, in that context alone, that tells me that. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened, and this is continuing on the storyline, but without using the main characters. Everyone new has to have their own pl plot buildup, has yeah. to be introduced. There's no easy way into this. Like You have to really have a good structure. Yeah. So that is an example of spin yeah, the spinoff that it's really enjoyable and really appreciable about that. Now, same thing could be said with Rebels. Now... They did bring in Ahsoka uh, for a few episodes or an episode or two. Uh, they did bring in Princess Leia for at least one episode, maybe two. <clears throat> um, but all in all, I think that was pretty much it. Maybe Lando might have been in one episode or two as well, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like out of the however I think it was like five-ish seasons of Star Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm there wasn't a lot of use of characters that w weren't, you know, main movie trilogy or prequel stuff. Right. Like they did bring in some clones and everything from the Clone Wars series, but, you know, again, they built up everything. You could say that, yes, Darth Maul is in that one. So, of course, it's like that's a big buildup with him. Or you could say uh, <clears throat> having Vader appear a few times. It's like, well, yeah, but Vader's got to be the big bad, like, He's the shark that when you see him, the like the jaws like fin like comes out of the water and you hear, da, 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 but it's more of like the, mm -hmm. your heart starts racing because you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Probably fall watching Obi Wan. Exactly. Vader's the big bad. You know when he comes onto the scene, you fucked unless you run. Yeah. So you know that's one of those examples, like another example of the spinoff that. Mm -hmm you know, creates more to the universe without using the main characters. Yeah. How about yourself? Because you've seen all of uh, The Mandalorian, though. Yes. So I know you kind of got rose-tinted uh, glasses for uh, Grogu. Don't talk about my child like that. He's perfect. I'm not talking negatively. I'm just <laughs> saying it's like I know you've seen it because it has Grogu. Yeah. I honestly didn't know about Grogu, though, when we went into it. Yes, nobody did. And stuff. And Grogu was just a lovely, happy little sprite. And stuff. But no, I do really like the Mandalorian. And I would like the Mandalorian without Grogu. It stands on its own story plot. Why is that way? Yeah, it's not using Grogu as the only reason why the show exists. But 
I loved it even more because of her husband. Yeah. And stuff. Um, it yeah. is a great plot driving device. Like, yeah. He is a great plot driving device, but it's not like without him, Mandalorian. I still would have enjoyed like um, uh, IG-11. Uh, yes, IG-11 was the one that became the nanny bot yeah. type thing, yeah. Um, Pelly, um, what's his? Quill? Quill. Quill? Quill, sorry. Yeah. I say Quill <clears throat> like a pen and that's why I know that's wrong. Um, yeah, I still enjoy a lot of the characters that are in it, aside from Grogu and stuff. So, I definitely would be watching Mandalorian without that. As for Rebels, I haven't seen it yet. So, what would you give it, Spinnies? Um, <clears throat> for the most part, like, because I'm not counting anything that's prequel stuff. Yeah. Such as uh, <clears throat> uh, the whole episode one, two, and three. Yeah. Or Han Solo or Solo and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not counting any of the sequel stuff. So, all in all, I would have to say, oh, and there's also Rogue One. That is it's a prequel. Eh, only slightly prequel to the original stuff, but it is completely standalone because, again, all it has is Vader to connect it. But the thing that makes it not like a spinoff, a spinoff is that its plot matters. It's not a throwaway movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. It, okay. So I, it, the only reason why I will say that it could be a spinoff movie is because for the longest time, ever since 1977, when Star Wars A New Hope came out, up to, hang on, I want to fact check this, uh, R-O-G-U-D, Rogue One. Yeah, no, no, I just like the whole, because I know, remember seeing a lot of people being like, oh, Rouge One, Rouge One. It's mm -hmm. like, guys, it's R-O-G-U-E, and it's like, yeah, it's autocorrect or whatever. It's Rogue and Rouge can be quite uh, interesting that way. Mm -hmm. Anywho, um, it came out in 2016, so that's what, 23, 33, 39 years later. Uh -huh. For 39, almost 40 years, there was no explanation of how the Rebels got the blueprints for the Death Star, and everyone was okay with it, and it was completely fine. I wasn't okay with it. I wanted to know. They, they broke in and stole the blueprints. They explained that. Well, this just got dived into how hard they had to fight to get those blueprints and what happened. Was it like all James Bond espionage type thing, or was it some huge hit and run thing on some frigate or some battleship or whatever? Did they have to go to a planet? Nobody knew, but they just know that uh, they got the blueprints somehow, and R two carried them, and that's what gave them their fighting chance. You're right, and all I'm saying is that based on the explanation you gave at the beginning of the episode of what a spinoff movie was to you. Yes. It does not qualify as a spinoff movie. Okay. I would just like to say, though, loved it. If it didn't exist, I would not be upset with the series because it exists. You know, it makes a lot more sense in a lot of ways, and it builds on the universe. Yes. Okay. So, what would you give Rebels? Uh, Star Wars Rebels? I would give that, like, a 4.6 out of 5 spinnies. Like, it nice. is damn near perfect. And The Mandalorian. Oh, for all the context of spinoff and everything we're talking about, definitely a five out of five. Five out of five spinnies. Yes. How about your... Oh, and uh, what was the other one? Um, oh, didn't we say another one? No, no, right, right. Uh, Rogue no, One. We, we Rogue One, we just debated. Never mind. Yeah. My bad. Sorry, I got a little uh, hyped up there. 
Okay. Anyway. If you, I mean, if you would like to give Rogue One spinnies, you can, unofficially. I would like to give it um, uh, uh, just a mere seven out of five spinnies. Wow. It's a great movie. It was it is awesome. a very good movie. You are right. Uh, okay. Okay. How about you? What? Because okay. So I haven't seen Rebels. Because we've just been so busy, you know, and you, I know you want to watch it and everything. It's just... We've got, uh, like, lists of shit to watch, man. It's not even funny. We don't <laughs> always mean to be a review podcast. We are meant to talk about other things, like, you know, maybe Barbie dolls that we used to play with, or G.I. Joes and Ninja Turtle. you know. Man, we have so much shit we're trying to watch that nine times out of ten... By the time we're done doing what we're trying to get done, we're like, you know what we could talk about? What we just watched because it's nerdy. We can be nerds about it. I think our, but I know that sometimes we come across as being a bit more of a review podcast than just the nerdy, like history thrown in true crime sometime sort of thing. We do apologize for that, but we also know that we get a lot of good feedback about it. So, you know. <clears throat> oh, 100%. Um, okay. It's one of those things where, yeah, it's like, we just want to share our love of things, why we like things. It's yes. like the whole, clearly we've never been, we haven't been perfect. We've had some hiccups with some things, but we're working to, you know, mm -hmm. get better on a lot of things. Absolutely. All right. So, okay. So Rebels, I can't give. I have to give another N.A. Yep. Well, um, I was going to say N.A. Oh, I'm sorry. You can. N.A. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, you're cute. Um, yeah, I'm cute. Mandalorian, however, I'll go the five out of five. Yeah, hands so, down, very good show. So wait, does that make Lion King and Mandalorian are the two that get the five out of five spinnies? They're the two that have gotten the five out of five spinnies. And I then, just, I just realized something. They're what? Both, they're both owned by Disney. Yeah, they are. Disney is definitely on its A game. Yeah. And that's why I'm. I do not mind uh, the subscription fee to uh, Disney Plus. Not sponsored. Not sponsored, but I'm just saying <laughs> that, like, as soon as I heard about Disney Plus and The Mandalorian, I was like, "Shut up and take my money." Absolutely. And then unofficially, Rogue One, I'll give it a four point five. And I a four point five. I knew you were going to say something. I was <laughs> trying to say it real quick, and then I was like, I held for the moment, and you didn't, so I was going to move on, and then you did. Um, yeah, it's a 4.5. No, that's fair. I mean, that, obviously, it's not a perfect movie. I just, you know, gushed at it so much because I liked it so much. Yes. It was comical. It was sad. It was action-packed. It was everything I wanted in a Star Wars movie without relying on, again, the main cast. It was definitely better than some of the entries into Star Wars, and we'll leave it at that. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do another spinoff thing sometime later future. down the road. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but for now, thank you everybody so much for listening. And remember, no matter what your thing is or what you're spinning into, <laughs> we're all just a little nerdy. And we'll see you guys in October. <laughs>